Hey everybody, Donnie Bovine here. Thank you so much for listening to the episodes. Do me a favor, if you get any value out of these, would you leave me a review? It would mean the world to me. I'm on a massive mission to help as many people as I possibly can get to freedom through building a business. I gotta be honest, building a business is by far the toughest thing I've ever done in my life, and I promise you, my business has worked on me more than I've ever worked on it. I don't think there's a better tool in the world to meet the dude in the mirror than building your own company. You're going to find out what the hell you're made of. In these episodes, I bring on the people that have been through it, gone through it, done it, built monstrous companies, and I get them to coach me on how to actually level up, grow, and scale my business. They're hitting me with some hard questions. They're bringing some amazing advice. And, and I'm telling you, I take notes from every one of these episodes from these people that have actually lived it. They've gone through it and have turned their businesses into amazing empires. So I hope you find a ton of value in this. And I hope that this becomes something you come back to and listen to often. The Mental Game of Business. Hey, this is Donnie Bovine, the CEO and founder of Success Champion Networking and author of the new book, Fuck to Focused. This is Growth Mode, a podcast all about growing and scaling your business. And hanging out with me as always is Kevin Snow, the sales automation tactician and genius. And in this episode, we're going to dive into the mental beatdown that running a business can be and how to keep yourself from freaking going backwards in the mental game of life. I can tell you, as I launched my company, Success Champions, I was not prepared for the mental game that I was getting ready to get into. You know, I a lot of me thought that... I not only did I outwork most people uh, when I was an employee, um, I really thought I understood how business functioned and I thought I understood how businesses were ran. And I really thought that, you know, there was going to be some easy moments in building a business. And every assumption I had about business was absolutely wrong. And to make it even crazier is I would have told you that I knew myself pretty well prior to building a business. But man, nobody tells you as you build a business, if you're getting after it and you're doing the right things and you're actually trying to put yourself out there, you're going to meet yourself in one moment. You're going to freaking come face to face with the dude in the mirror and you're going to figure things out really, really quick. And I think the the by far the biggest discovery, especially in the mental game, was you get to a point where you just run out of freaking excuses, and that's a tough moment because <laughs> uh, uh, you don't often realize how many excuses you use in life until you get to a place when there's nobody left to freaking blame. So, uh, how about you, man? I mean, I we, I we both told our stories about building a business and how fucking hard it's been, you know. But mental game for you, uh, how much of a bitch has it been? Well, I, I think the the whole going into business without understanding what you're getting yourself into is 
is this ideal that's you know spreads across the internet like you know like a viral video because everyone puts out all these things about you know start a business and 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 have you know control your calendar yeah but controlling my calendar is which 16 hours i'm working right that is literally what controlling <laughs> right. your calendar is as a business owner you know i read you the ad that showed up on my instagram post this morning here's how you can work three days a week and run three businesses and have a seven seven figure company i'm like yeah you can at some point but that's not how it starts Right. You know, everyone has yeah. this big picture of where they want to be, but they don't understand what it takes to get there. And that's usually oh, sure. and that's the huge, you know, kick in the nuts that most business owners have at some point of being a business owner is like, oh, my God, this is really hard work. Well, and then you, you loop into the fact that most of us didn't grow up in this entrepreneur household. I mean, your folks were farmers, so there were some entrepreneurs, but I think there's a little bit different between being a farmer and, you know, a traditional business owner, for sure. I, I mean, there's yeah, a lot of similarities. There totally a lot of similarities. And I didn't even, until I owned my own business, did I look back and say, oh my God, my parents own a business. Uh, you know, you <laughs> it, it's literally you know, it, it's just a lifestyle, you know, owning a farm and growing up on a farm and doing the farm stuff. That's just your lifestyle. That that's what stuff is. It's not like, Ooh, we have a business and, you know, you know, we're not ex thinking, you know, uh, you know, we tracked what it costs to like raise our, raise animals and do all that type of stuff. But, you know, it, it's a completely different mindset, you know? It was, so like I said, you know, at some point I was like, Oh my God, my parents actually have a business. Why don't you get what I'm going through? <laughs> right, um, and it's uh, you know yeah, but that that's the difference of it. And I actually just wrote down a future episode of running a farm, like building a business. You know, just so I think it would be fun for you and I to explore all the similarities of farming and and business. But but you know, to that point, your parents were, were their parents farmers. Yeah, I'm just curious, right? So that's that's why they didn't understand there was no difference. And, and, you know, for them, it was just a natural two step type thing. You didn't choose to go into farming. So what you're doing is complete anomaly like the rest of us, you know, that weren't surrounded by traditional business owner style parents, you know, all of our friends and family usually just think we're fucking weird or we, or, you know, we're crazy to go out on our own and start our own shit. You know, why would anybody put themselves through that? And I think that's where a lot of the mental beatdown comes from because I don't give a shit who you are that first year that maybe that first two, um, you are robbing Peter to pay Paul. You're freaking, you know, scrambling, trying to make any sort of income and revenue coming in and all the while trying to keep a chipper, you know, smile on your face as your whole world is crashing the fuck in. You know, that's a, a lot of work to do. And I think it's one of the things I like about what we do is we're constantly trying to let people know that they're not a fucking island that we all sucked at business early on, you know, as we were figuring things out. Well, so. and it's and I think it's really important for, you know, entrepreneurs, business owners to know it's OK to feel frustrated and to feel stressed. It's OK to have that all those emotions that come at the bottom of the roller coaster uh, or at the top, depending on which uh, which way, you you know, what part of the roller coaster ride you actually like. But, you know, it's 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 OK to have that. But it's you need to have that person that you can express them to. And you, you need yeah. to understand who not to express them to because they're just going to 
uh, escalate and, you know, exasperate those feelings because they're going to say something they think is helpful, but it's really not. For sure. Well, and, you know, I, I think some of those tough moments that we went through is what allowed us to create a lot of things that we are creating. I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of shit we built. Uh, usually when I was pissed off over something um, because something didn't work right or go right. Uh, and then Kevin has to get to work because I'm like, fuck it, let's fix it. Let's do this. Let's build this, you know? So it's, um, it's like but, the uh, happy wife, happy life in our company. And, and you're the wife. I don't know how we got to there, but Dottie's, Dottie's unhappy. Kevin has to do something and make him happy again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think Kevin secretly wants me to to be his wife. I'm not really sure yeah, what happened. There. No, that's that's not it at all. So, um, you know, but it's fascinating for me that no. I don't think it, you know it's like going into to boot camp. <laughs> Nobody can prepare you for the mental game of what you're about to do. I mean you can you can hear it, you can be told it and and it's not until you get into it that you're like holy fuck why did I Yeah, do my first week of boot camp uh, after we got there went through reception, got into the whole thing. That first Sunday where everyone's like, "Oh my god, we can go to church and not have drill sergeants with us." I literally sat there and was like, what the fuck have I done? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> oh, my God. What was I thinking? Oh, it took you a week? Dude, I, I, I was talking to uh, uh, David Marlowe on LinkedIn today because he has a post about, you know, today is like his 24th anniversary of Marine Corps boot camp going standing on yellow footprints. And I just replied to his comment. I said, the first thought that I thought when I stood on the yellow footprints because in the Marine Corps, that's where you get lined up the first time is the yellow footprints. And uh, I said, the first thought that ran through my head is all these guys yelling, screaming, and everything else is, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> I, <laughs> because I knew instantly that I hated being told what to do. And now for the next four fucking years, I was going to be told what to fucking do. I, I think I had the, the, the idea right away. It's like, oh, God. Uh, but that first week, they didn't give you time to actually have any of your own thoughts. You know that we were, you know, immediately went through yeah, that, I will, I, and then it was we're out on the confidence yeah. course, ropes course, rappelling. You know, we're doing a lot of stuff really quickly, and that didn't allow us to think about stuff. It where it hit me was. Yeah. Did you guys stay up? Go ahead. When you had a chance to take a breather and go, huh? And then now all of a sudden everything crashes. Yeah. On you. And they were, they were still doing, you know, at that point they were doing the, Oh, it's the middle of the night. We're going to wake them up. Cause you know, they wanted to completely there. It was at, you know, red phase where it's literally, let's just break them down physically, mentally yep. do that whole thing. And that's really, I think where you get, you know, for me that first weekend of being beat on and then, you know, saying, Oh my God, what I, what happened. But then, Fortunately, I was an old bastard when I joined, so I, you know, I was able to have the internal monologue. It's like, all right, I know what they're doing. This is a mental game. They are trying to break me mentally, and I'm I'm older than them, and I've been more, through more than them. I I can do this, you know. And and I think for businesses, it's being able to have that conversation and being able to realize what's going on. And when you're having 
you know, when you're you're busting your ass, you're having, you know, nothing's working right. Being able to take that step back and look at a, a big picture instead of being having that myopic view of what's going on right then and there in the company and be able to say, all right, here's where I'm going. Here's what's going on. Here's what I here's how I get past this. And I think the reason a lot of small businesses fail so quickly is because they won't take the step back and look at the big stuff. They get really focused yeah, on just that, that really minuscule stuff that's pissing you off and letting that control your destiny. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think the difference between what we went through and boot. Hey, Donnie Bobine here, CEO of Success Champions Networking. And I just wanted to jump in really quick and tell you about the network. Success Champion Networking isn't for the beginning networker. It's for the business people that understand that building a successful relationships is a two-way street requiring commitment from both parties involved. Stop wasting time networking with people that don't understand how to leverage their network to generate quality referrals for you. If you're ready to network with business people that are tired of doing all the heavy lifting and want to build real partnerships that generate high revenue referrals, visit one of our chapters today at successchampionnetworking.com and I look forward to seeing you there. Camp and building a business is in boot camp. Somebody was always telling you what to do, you know, and out there on your business, nobody's really telling you what to do. Yep. So you got to figure it out. And if you don't take that step back and look at the overall scheme of things, then the mental beating the shit out of yourself gets worse. And then that's why how most people end up building a job versus a company because they're just so ingrained in it that they can't force themselves to level up or evolve um, into a business owner mindset. Because, you know, and I think that's that's the, the biggest thing about this is it's an evolution to start thinking like a business owner because it's not easy um, at all to know what the right steps and the right moves are. And there's not a lot of rule books out there. I mean, you know, when I wrote the book, Fuck to Focus, I hope to give people a lot more guidelines. But ultimately, it's still their business, you know, to figure out, build, run, create, grow. And, you know, that's why I think it's so damn important to get around other business owners, get around other successful people that, you know, you can ask questions, bounce ideas off of, and get encouragement in the dark times and get people cheering you on when things are going you know, right. Because the cool thing about but, being able to have the big picture and being able to look at things in not in that myopic I'm focused on just one thing is it really makes it easier for you to accept risk and try things and adjust and, and pivot. You know, uh, you messaged me uh, earlier like a, a couple of days ago, it's like, all right, I have an idea, but it's a really huge risk. And my head immediately goes to, all right, so we're going to try something. It's either going to work really fucking great or we're going to lose the entire company. <laughs> and and your big risk was, I think we should bring on a commission only sales guy, you know, to do some, you know, chapter placement stuff for us. I'm like, that is not at all what a big risk is to me anymore. Oh, <laughs> and, right. But I think it's because we well, have this big picture where we want to go and where and the steps we need to get there that allows, you know, you know, before that would have been like, oh, my God, we're going to give away revenue. But that wasn't my reaction anymore. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's do it. <laughs> like, this, What's the issue? So. 
Well, and I think, you know, it, it's like with anything, one, you set the stage bigger and scarier than it's actually going to be. So when you do drop what's fixing to happen, it's not as crazy as it actually sounds like. But the the moment of evolution that we've gone through is that ability to step back and go, okay, how does this thing actually get us where we want to go? And it's like, you know, putting Kevin in more of a sales role, which is one of the things we're talking about. In doing that, where does that hurt our business from a growth standpoint of being able to build out all the operational things and things we need to go? So it's now it's the option. Okay, cool. Let's bring on a salesperson, keep Kevin more focused on the operational growth of the business while we freaking go gunslinging, you know, on the front end to to build the front end. And then we'll figure out how to bring in more revenue to get more shit off Kevin's plate to make it, you know, more justifiable. But it's. I mean, even even bringing on a salesperson at this point, you know, and just for perspective for listeners, I mean, we're four and a half years and I'm four and a half years into building this and just now contemplating bringing on a salesperson and, you know, which is an evolution itself. But the first thing I told Kevin is we've got to set this kid up for success, you know, and build processes and systems that allows me to sit side by side with them in a you go, I go mentality and not just throw his ass to the wolves. And, you know, often I think Kevin and I both put shit out there from the perspective of how do we do this in a way that we wish we had it as we were coming up, you know, from sales, from, you know, running a business to mindset is what is the shit and things we wish somebody was telling us, you know, during this time and during this journey. And I think, um, that's been an evolution all along for me because, you know, nobody did it for us. So we're having to learn how to explain things to others that they would get it. And, and that's a mental yep. upgrade. You know. So we've, we've talked a couple of times about the importance of having those people that you can actually talk to and you can tell the real things that are going on in your business so that you aren't internalizing and, you know, just keeping everything uh, you know, bottled up inside until it explodes. How do you how do you identify them? How do you know that that person is someone that you can actually share that stuff with, and it's going to be a constructive conversation as opposed to everyone thinks, hey, I can tell my parents and my family this, and they'll be really supportive. Well, yeah, but they're not going to be the right kind of supportive. So, how do you identify that that's the right person that's going to give you the right support? For, for me, it's a lot of conversations. I mean, I've done so many virtual coffees and, you know, you learn to listen for indicators and clues of where somebody's at on their journey. Because first and foremost, if you're going to get advice on your business. You need somebody who's already doing and down the path of what you're trying to create. You know, you don't want to get advice from somebody who's not doing the things that allow them, you know, that got their business to some point. And, you know, you've got to find people that are genuinely invested in your success. And, you know, some of the tells and indicators for me is when we jump on a virtual coffee, are they only interested in telling their shit? Are they not invested at all about my story and the things we do? And I've a couple of the, 
guys that I talk to and even Mandy from a mental standpoint, you know, they're really good at genuinely giving a shit about me and what I'm doing. And that's, that's, that's the biggest thing for me is it's not coming from a place to let me tell you what to do. It's more coming from a place of asking me questions so I can come to the conclusions I need to come to. And that's been a fascinating thing for me. So step one, are they actually where you want to be? Step two, are they genuinely interested in what you're trying to accomplish? And step three, do they genuinely give a shit about you? And, you know, I know over my career that there's been motherfuckers giving me advice that they only give me advice because it filled their fucking pocket, you know? And so I think you can tell. And and the last portion of it all is can you feel their vision and where they're going on their journey? Are they actually going, even if they are where you want to be, are they going bigger still? And I think if you find those four things, it's a great place to, be able to use that person and leverage them as a more mentor type. You know, yeah, I think as you're going out and having these conversations, one of the things you want to listen for is that everything isn't all, you know, a, a better roses in their world that they're, they actually are willing to yeah. share uh, challenges they had during their, you know, when you ask them, tell me your story, I want them to actually talk about the challenges that they had that they overcame and be open with it. You know, if everything is, you know, we grew this amazing company, you know, we went from zero to seven digits and, you know, and it, it's all a pitch then. And it, it's not, they're not actually invested in you. It's the people who are, yeah, I, when I started my company, Oh my God, it sucked, you know, and they, they tell you those stories. Those are the people that are going to be willing to share and, and actually help you grow. You know, there's, we've both met with people who aren't that way. And when we ask them to tell you the story, it's only the coolest things that happen to them that puts them in the best light. Agreed. Agreed. You know, and that's, I, I think, you know, a good, thing to do in all walks of life is being able to really read people and read and understand motives. And I think that'll help you a lot, you know, though, but ultimately for the mental game of business, man, there's a lot of shit you can do. You know, you can journal, you know, you can, you know, self-reflect and all that. But for me, I really think it's about getting around the right circles, the right people that are going to lift you up, push you up, um, tell you, kick you in the ass when business is in a slump and really cheer you on when business is doing successful. Um, you know, simple things like a buddy of mine just got selected to speak to at the largest podcast convention, you know, in the world with podcast movement, man. And when I first met this dude, uh, years ago, he wasn't really doing anything with his life. He had a job. He was, you know, half-assing a podcast and wasn't doing a lot of things. And you watch where he's at on his journey now. And he's speaking on every major podcast stage. And he just got on the king of all podcast conferences. And the dude has evolved into an extreme badass and running a hell of a business around podcasting, um, which has really been a cool thing to watch. And, you know, that's the kind of people you want in your world, the people that are putting in the time, doing the work and creating the things because those are going to help and drive you and push you along the way. So 
As always, if you guys got any tips, tricks, any value out of this episode, please uh, leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Share this out with one person who would find value with you this and man we love all the emails and messages you guys send in so so feel free to keep sending those in any questions you guys have as well so love you mean it see you bye When I created Success Champions, it was on the idea that most people make themselves an island as they're growing their business. Yet they just don't want people to know how bad things are because if anybody knew how bad things are, nobody would do business with you. So like me, they don't often reach out for advice. They don't get support. They just try and put their head down and grind through it. And let's be honest, man, that, that lifestyle sucks. And when you're constantly trying to find yourself to push through it and figure it out on your own, it often leads to misery. We created Success Champions so you don't make yourself an island, so you don't build your business alone. There are a ton of people that are going through it on the same journey that are looking for the same advice you are. Maybe they've been through it and are looking to help. So come hang out with Success Champions. Go to successchampionnetworking.com, go visit one of our peer groups, and let's help you actually get to business freedom. Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us as Success Champions.